0: You're listening to True Heart. Amy and Scott Mallon dive deep with celebrities, mavericks, visionaries, and real-life heroes to find out what sets their souls on fire. Get ready for some trockings. Here's Amy and Scott.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the True Heart Show with Amy and Scott Mallon. The one and only Amy. She's here.
0: And also Scott, we have equal billing. And also
1: Scott. So you can subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are found. Uh, You can also leave us a great review if you love the show. Five stars is uh, greatly appreciated. And then you can also find us on YouTube if you want the full 360 experience, and you can subscribe there as well. And while we're at it, we just want to mention, if you ever search the web, just please join us at trueheart.com. You will get the same great results you are used to on any other search engine and all your searches will power donations to six amazing nonprofits that are changing the world.
0: Yeah, that's right. We are so proud and honored to support our friends at Smile Train, Action Against Hunger, Global Green, Four Paws for Ability, Variety Boys and Girls Club, and P Flag National. So your searches will power donations to them when you search at trueheart.com. And whether you're eight or 80 years old, all you need to do is take out your phone, tablet, or computer, start searching, you know, cute doggy videos, make a dinner reservation, whatever you want to do. And now you can help transform local communities across the globe. So Join us. We'd love to have you with us. Mm. I was trying to magically like pull you in. Nice hopefully, spell. hopefully that works with the power of the internet. Um, and uh, yeah, be a part of our community. And also, let's talk about our amazing guest that we have with us today
1: Jen Lily.
0: Jen Lily, um, she is a fabulous human. You probably yeah. know her from uh, her amazing roles on
1: <coughs> almost annoyingly uh, talented she's like basically one of those triple threats. General
0: hospital, um, act, days of our lives. sing.
1: It's just uh, uh, a little bit intimidating.
0: But then you didn't say what the, the third thing is. So then oh, she was a double The third threat. thing
1: that makes her, it's not dancing. It's being an insanely great human that's that right. gives back. So that's actually way better than dancing. So it makes her like a true triple threat.
0: Yeah. Um, she's she's incredible. We're so excited to share her inspiring story with you. So don't go anywhere because we have a great chat with Jen Lilly coming up. Today's episode is a mother's love, and we have an amazing guest, a star of both the silver and small screens, including the Academy Award-winning film, The Artist, NBC's iconic daytime series, Days of Our Lives, ABC's General Hospital, and a regular leading lady on the Hallmark Channel, actress, singer, philanthropist, Jen Lilly, has tackled countless roles throughout her illustrious career. Jen Lilly's creative prowess does not end when the director yells cut. She's also a singer and songwriter. She's a true champion for charities. In addition to donating 100% of her music profits to create a neighborhood model of safe, loving foster homes, she co-founded Christmas Is Not Cancelled, Inc., a marketing company that raises awareness and funds for amazing causes and nonprofits while giving participants the chance to win huge prizes. Truly selfless. She's a foster and adoptive parent herself and is a celebrity ambassador for a dozen deserving nonprofits. Let's get into it with today's guest, Jen Lilly. Today's episode is called A Mother's Love because you really embody the power of what it means to be a mama and an amazing one at that. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. So our first segment, Jen, we call trockings. It's our mashup word for there it is. true talkings that Scott and I invented like 13 years ago. Hopefully it catches fire, but we're Amy gonna- has
1: like a million of these like random <laughs> sayings. And I started, I had to start keeping track of them because yeah. they were so weird, but funny. And they're also endearing, but they're all like not English, so this yes. is just one of the. This is a drop in the bucket of one of. Like person. true
2: talking is English, God. Like talking
1: isn't even an, a word. Yeah, yeah. So she just took true and talking and made it into an, another non-word.
0: Yeah, it's like an affirmation. If you want to, you know, say to someone, it's it's talking. Like you're in agreement. You know, we, we it say on. it.
1: We say it a lot. Amy yes. says it all the time.
0: Maybe fifty times a day, maybe. Wow, that's a
1: lot. When she gets when she gets her. uh, When she gets her mitts around a saying, like a new saying she's excited about, it's just ad nauseum. She just dries it into the ground. This is one of them.
0: I definitely know how to overwork a phrase, but we're going to ask you three philosophical questions and get your hot takes so people can get to know you better. So the first one, Jen, is if you met an alien, what would you ask? I know.
1: Ideally, a friendly alien.
0: Yes, not one that's trying to eat you for
2: dinner.
1: Right. You're not running for your life. Yes.
2: Uh, Golly, I I guess I'd ask it. um, What is galaxy is like?
1: (laughs) What is galaxy is like?
2: Yeah. Interesting. What galaxy are you from?
1: You're just assuming he's from another galaxy or she or it from another galaxy.
2: Yeah.
1: By the way, I read something really interesting that there are more... Uh, possible planets like earth in the universe than there are grains of sand on our planet wow so
0: it actually is possible that you would need an alien it is
1: possible that you could one day need an alien
0: yeah and then you could talk galaxies
1: and maybe it would look like us could it could probably a lot prettier than me but (laughs) all right here's question number two you ready for this one if you could hang out with anyone living or dead, anybody, who would it be?
2: I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, my gut answer I'm gonna go with is Mother Teresa. Um, just cause she's who came to my mind at first, cause I'm so interested in her. But I mean, I probably have like a hundred people in my head swimming around. So I'll Like go if you could Teresa
1: get like lunch with her? Hmm? So if you could get like lunch with her, you'd wanna like hang out and like, what would you wanna talk about with her? Cause I I haven't heard that one yet, so.
2: Really, I just, I love that she changed the world. Um, And I don't think she had any intention of doing that. You know, She, she didn't set out to be a world changer, she just did. And she has so many quotes that I live by, like small acts of kindness. Um, can change the world. You know, if if you want to lo- change the world, go home and love your family. I mean, she has a lot of quotes that I think about a lot um, that really inform a lot of my decisions. So I don't know. I, get, I would just want to like hang out with her and observe her and see how she's doing all of it because I want to change the world and I have social media, you know, like she didn't even have social media. It's like, how did you get the word out that some Italian nun was doing all of this good work? And she inspired so many people, you know, like that's, she's, that's so inspiring and crazy. I would just, I don't know that what I would even talk to her about more of maybe just an observation.
1: I've always been fascinated by like origin stories and how like, you see someone at a certain level of impact that they're making in the world, whether it's celebrity or like you're talking about like charity or whatever it is, success, business, anything. I'm always fascinated by like, how did you, like, you know, Jeff Bezos started his garage, right? Like, I love those stories of starting from just nothing and then somehow, some way, just like Greta Thunberg is another good example, like just kind of like, doing things locally, and then it starts to gain traction and traction. So yeah, I love that. I'd love to hear how she like just got started and what happened. I mean, those are the stories that are so fascinating.
0: And you're right, Jen, she's a phenomenal woman and she was doing so much good when nobody was looking. And I believe that that's the best way. Me so too. I agree with you. I think a lunch with Mother Teresa would be mind blowing and fascinating. Um, all right. So, final question of this segment: What sets your soul on fire?
2: Oh, such a great question. I think I said that to all three. <laughs> but um,
1: that's what they call it, truckings.
2: Yeah, great. <laughs> right, uh, I'll adopt that for you. They they, um,
1: they call it truckings.
2: Gosh, I mean, really, what sets my soul on fire? I mean, you guys know this because you know me. It's just I just love people with the compassion of Jesus, and so. What sets me on fire is just seeing brokenness and trying to run toward it instead of away from brokenness and trying to, you know, help and make a difference where I can and and get other people involved. You know, I, I like turning people's attention toward broken things and saying, hey, let's do better. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And you're definitely
0: someone who on a daily basis is using your platform for good which is why we love you so much because you don't take for granted the opportunity that you've been given and the fact that you have fans that are excited about your work and you're always just shining that spotlight on organizations that are changing the world and asking people to join you and and help. And that's really beautiful, Jen. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, you made it through Trockings.
1: That's it. Painless, right?
0: Painless. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So now on to you, the reason why we are here. So let's talk about your prolific career in entertainment. You are the queen of Hallmark movies, which I love watching. So what is the best part of starring in these feel-good films?
2: Oh, my goodness. The best part? That's tough to nail down maybe what the best part is. I mean, I have so many best parts. You know, it's 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 all fun through and through. I think what's amazing about it is that, uh, just in general, for acting, my favorite thing about acting is knowing that I am reaching people in their living room um, in ways that, you know, maybe I could never otherwise reach them. And and I'll give you an example of, of maybe to make that more um, of a tactile and tangible statement. Sure. Um, While this may not apply to Hallmark, I think it applies to all art mediums. For example, the movie Lovey and Rose about Edith Piaf's life. I remember watching that in my living room and sobbing. And like, I'm not somebody unless we're talking about children in foster care, I am not somebody that wears my heart on my sleeve or is prone to crying, even though that's a really healthy thing to do. And I remember just like having a cathartic cry and letting that impact me in uh, a really intimate way in my living room, whereas like maybe I wouldn't do that around friends or family. And so I think with any sort of art, um, whether it's you're watching a sitcom and it makes you laugh, you know, you're having an impact on somebody's life and emotions. And um, in a way that you ain't otherwise never have the opportunity to do that. And so one thing I love about doing Hallmark movies is that um, especially since the pandemic and since everything has kind of been turned around since 2020 started and it's still going in 2021, um, I'm part of something where you're spreading positivity and giving people really that um, entertaining relief from the reality of the world. And that's really rewarding
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's definitely needed an escape after the last year and a half or so of what we've all been through. And these feel good Hallmark movies like, you know, our son has started to watch them with me. Um, yep. Most of them are like kitty appropriate, but I just I <laughs> love the message that love is possible for everyone, like keep the hope alive. There's always a good takeaway. And for me, the cheesier, the better. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) I I just love it. And, and, you know, like you, Jen, I have so many other friends who've gone on to star in these films. And it's just fun to see them in these stories that like you could sit down and watch with your kids. You know, They, they really are very sweet films. And I imagine that they're so much fun to shoot as well. They're so
2: much fun to work on. Yeah. Everybody has a really good attitude on set. And that's what I was like, is that my answer? Or what's, you know, That's I was like, yeah, that's a tough one to answer because they are so fun to shoot and, um, and nobody's a grouchy on set. And it's just, it's just a great time. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're making like the Christmas movies, shooting them in the summer is like awesome. And just getting to experience like the holiday magic all year round is very special. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, let's switch gears and talk about soaps because I used to be a Days of Our Lives Maven.
1: So was my mom, by the way. Yeah. And like, I feel she like she had the VCR. She would record them on the VCR. So did I. And it was like sacrilege if you went near God forbid you like touch the VCR and she missed five because in five minutes, like the whole world could implode. Oh. And every you missed that five minutes, that was it. Like that's like a whole season of another show you, you missed in five minutes, you could miss everything.
0: Yeah, well, for me, I I mean, because there was no DVR then as well, was recording days on my VCR when I was in school and I could not wait to get home and watch the show. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously, like sans for the hourglass, like those are the days of our lives. Yeah. But, you know, on soaps, the thing that I always loved and found the most entertaining is that anything is possible, right? You know, characters come back from the dead. They get buried alive. They have an exorcism. An actor leaves the show only to return, playing his long-lost twin brother. So what was the funniest plot that happened when you starred on General Hospital or Days?
2: Okay, I have the answer for you, but I have to tell you, Amy, you're going to love my upcoming um, Hallmark movie. It premieres August 21st because we are doing a daytime drama in in a, in it, we're doing a soap opera on Hallmark. So I play a writer and producer of a soap opera, Ryan Pavey, who was also on General Hospital. Um, he is the soap star that leaves the show and I have to get him back. And so anyway, I just think it's like your perfect meshing of two worlds. So meta, I love it. The timing
1: yeah. is perfect. Yeah.
2: So um, gosh, but the craziest storyline I ever had on Days was like hands down the craziest storyline I've ever heard of in my life. Um, I experienced a fetal kidnapping, which means that my character, Teresa, was pregnant. And then another character um, kidnapped... Uh, Gosh, what was her name? I was going to say it was Lisa, but it wasn't. Who who was it? Kristen. Kidnapped my baby out of my womb. Like, drugged me. <laughs> she took my baby out of my womb and implanted it into herself and carried the baby to term.
1: That's, okay. I um, mean,
2: my jaws like, literally dropped. Were you, dropped. like, were you like supposed to be thing. really
1: pregnant? Or was it, like, really? Well, it was late. really
2: well written because it was supposed to be, I was, like, five to six weeks pregnant, so I was, I knew I was pregnant because I'd taken a pregnancy test and I went to Brady and was like, I'm pregnant with your baby and he'd already broken up with me. And then she drugs me and takes my baby and then he's like, I'm like, fine, let's go to the hospital. Let's get a blood test. And I get a blood test and it comes back that I'm not pregnant anymore. And he's like, you're a liar, whatever. But I had the hardest time wrapping my head around it as an actor because I was like, I can hardly even cry for this baby because this is so ridiculous. And <laughs> Eric Martsov told me, who plays Brady, he told me that that is actually medically possible. And sometimes they do that in order to like implant an embryo into another woman, like they start it in another woman and they take it. So I was like, okay, that helps me wrap my head around it a little bit. But <laughs> it was like, this- wow. <laughs> So, like a fetal kidnapping yeah, of my they're like it's
1: medically possible she like, oh, okay <laughs> so
2: weird it
0: was super weird so was this kristen character was she a Demira? because this sounds like something that a Demira would do kristen Demira. yes it was uh there you go yeah there you go
1: i love how this um, things
0: never change on days you the can villains. take a like five-year hiatus from watching and you know, if it's a wackadoo plot, a Demiro's cooked it up. I just
1: love how the villains on soap operas will do anything. And they and they never like, yeah. get really, like they just keep doing it and they do there's it for no like decades. <laughs> there's no
2: Literally, consequences. Literally there's no <laughs> consequences. Like I know. And then like, I, my character who's like the Sammy type character, right? I'm Sammy's cousin. And so she's a bad girl, but she's not a horrible person. She's just a bad, she's just edgy, right? <laughs> but like, she always gets the blame. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, things go wrong, everybody hates her. But then Kristen gets redeemed.
1: Soap <laughs> uh, operas are are so fantastic for so many reasons. Yeah. I mean, they're pure, inter- there's like entertainment in its most like pure form. Because it's like, there's no rules. There's no consequences. You can just go crazy. And like, you know, you think about a character arc for a typical show and it like starts here and it kind of goes here like with a soap opera. It can just go any, it, there's no rules. You it's can do so anything. Fun.
2: They're so fun. Yeah.
0: And you guys are memorizing. I think most people don't realize so much dialogue because oh, yeah. you're just churning out five days a week worth of shows. So yeah, how do so you do that?
2: It's insane. I mean, you all knew me, you know, we got to know each other a little more when we were going through, uh, I was going through the foster care licensing process. So I... Um, I had to stop doing soaps just so I could foster and be a mom. Um, I don't know. I mean, my only answer to how you could do that was like, you have no life for me. I mean, I don't know how other people do it, but for me, I had no life. And, um, on days where it was like, I wasn't working, I felt like I needed a script for real life in order for my thoughts to process, because it was just like, I just like, unless you're giving me a script, I cannot function right now in life. We, I mean, my last week of days, I they wrote me out the most beautiful way. I had, like, such a good exit storyline, and um, I love days of our lives, and when my kids are older, like, I do hope that I get to go back and play, especially, like, just doing this Hallmark movie that I just got back from yesterday. Um, I really want to, like, go back to days, because it was so much fun, but... I remember my last week, they just had to load me up. You shoot on a soap, on average, you shoot 150 to 220 pages a day. So that's two Hallmark movies a day. That's one Hallmark movie by lunch. So that's nutty. But I remember my last week, it was like, I had like 68 pages the first day and like 54 the next day. I had 86 or 87 on a Wednesday. And then it was 48 and then like 63 or something like that. It was just like unrelenting. Every day I had to like go in, do, you know, and, and they were hard scenes. They were really hard scenes because my character was leaving and like you have that lump in your throat, like you do when you're going to cry in real life and you're just like trying not to cry. Well, my character, I had that like as a human, you know, but my character wasn't allowed to like th- show my hand. But so I would just, it was, it was super nutty. Like, I don't know how you memorize them other than you just do and the more you get to know your character, the easier it is to memorize, the easier it is to memorize your lines because you you at least know how you feel about the person. Um yeah.
1: that is insane. Like people insane. I, I never realized it was that. I thought it was like 10 15 pages or something. Like that Oh, that's no, a beast. That is a, yeah, yeah, I mean that gives me a whole new respect for like just the dedication it takes to that career uh, in soaps because yeah, you, I
2: mean, you literally- everything's one take too. And that's what people don't understand, you know, when they tune into a soap. It's like, Amy, you know, you know, the, they don't know that the stakes are, oh, well, I've had a fetal kidnapping and I've been drugged and my, like, you know, baby daddy hates me now and whatever. So they're like, oh, it's such overacting. And you're like, it's not actually overacting. It's appropriate acting. It's just because the stakes are really, really, really,
1: high <laughs> <to the sky." laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. Every scene
0: is literally like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Where- It's like a major event that's happening in what a a normal like sitcom or drama would just be like a casual conversation between two characters. You're watching Days or All My Children or General Hospital, and it's always a major life event or some massive mystery or trauma that's just being discussed over lunch. Like, it's crazy.
1: Well, what do you do when like, I mean, you say one take and so much dialogue. I mean, there must be just so many Fuck ups. I mean, that you just don't really see, right? Because, or, or you just you go straight them they through just, them. They just, they just People get a line. I
2: mean, yeah, they just air. I know on, one time on days, um, Brady was in the hospital. It's my, like my TV husband. He was in the hospital. And I, when I cry in real life, I cry out of my nose first. Like, that's just how I am. My eyes do not produce tears. Even when I'm like devastated, it takes a lot for my eyes to produce water. That's just like the anatomy of Jen. And so my nose ran and I had like a snot strand that just like went (laughs) down and bounced up and then went down and dropped out of my nose in a scene and they did not reshoot it. Like, it aired. And then when I was on general hospital, I remember it was like, Maxie was, you know, she had really blonde hair, like way blonder than mine is now. And this is obviously not natural. You know, I was like super blonde and she was like a fashionista and she just was kind of like a floating head like this. And um, she w- had to be really mean. And and I'm not, I was like, before I played Teresa, like I didn't know how to play a mean character. Cause like, I ma- I make sense on Hallmark, you know? Like you guys know me, like it makes sense for me to do Hallmark, for me to when play like there, a thought- character. It's like, doesn't make sense for me. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I gotta be serious and I've gotta be mean. And sometimes when I'm mean, people say I look really cute. So like, let me figure out how to do this really well. <laughs> and, one day, and I remember my line was, it was something like, yeah, well, Matt's dissertation, cause he, and I have to like shake my head like this cause she's a little bit of a bimbo. And I was like, yeah, well, Matt's dissertation, it's really important. And I, this, that's what the line was. And I said, yeah, well, Matt's dissertation, it's Willie. Willie. <laughs> really important and I just kept going and I was like oh my god like why can I not say my r's right now and I said really important and then at the end at the end of the um scene thank god Rebecca Herbst was in the scene with me she was like such a real life sweetheart and she's such a you know soap vet pro she looked at me and at the very end of the scene she went Willie maxi <laughs> and as soon as they called like clear you know like moving on i was like thank you oh thank you so much <laughs> I was just like, you saved me and so the audience like didn't know that it wasn't scripted i guess because she saved me but you have a ton of moments like that where you're just like oh, like oh my god and they're not gonna do it again and this is what it is like you're just or you're fired or you just get fired that happens a lot on soaps you know
1: wow That sounds like a super intense environment. Like, I mean, you have so much to get through on a daily basis. You only get one take. I mean, you watch like movies and you see the blooper reels and they're always like, it always makes me laugh because they'll mess up a line and then they all laugh. And I'm like, is it really that funny? I mean, I'm pretty sure the whole crew (laughs) isn't laughing because they have to stand there for another two hours while you reset it. Like, is it really funny that you can't say the word? But on soaps, you don't have that luxury. So it's like... That's just oh, yeah, no, helpful. and if
2: you laugh, like, you're fired. I mean, they wow. will just, I mean, you know, Amy, like, you know how many recasts happen in soaps? Oh, yes.
0: I, I visited uh, my good friend Ricky Paul Golden on All My Children a few times, and there was one scene where a character had to fall down the stairs. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, and I thought, this is probably going to take a while because, you know, it's like a stunt. And I don't remember the name of the actor, but, you know, the person just fell down the stairs and they're like, moving on. And I was like, wow, is someone going to check and make sure he's OK in real life? Because it wasn't like a stunt double. And Ricky's like, we're good. We're going to the next scene. Moving I'm like,
1: on. OK. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. True Heart is brought to you by Tushy. Are you still wiping your butt with all that toilet paper you hoarded last year? How's that going for you? Let me introduce you to a new way to clean after you handle your business. Meet Hello Tushy. Tushy is the modern bidet that easily clips to any toilet and installs in just 10 minutes. Starting at just $99, Tushy sprays a precise stream of clean water and washes away all of that literal crap that toilet paper leaves behind. Upgrade your bathroom experience by going to HelloTushy, T-U-S-H-Y dot That's helloTushy.com. Tushy saves the environment and reduces your carbon butt print. Tushy saves you money on toilet paper and Tushy saves your butt. Go to HelloTushy, that's T-U-S-H-Y dot com. Stop wiping, start washing with Tushy.
0: True Heart is brought to you by This Saves Lives. This Saves Lives is a ridiculously delicious food brand that gives back. Every single purchase sends life-saving food to a child in need. Co-founders Kristen Bell, Ryan Devlin, Todd Grinnell, and Ravi Patel launched This Saves Lives with a simple motto, buy a bar, feed a child, we eat together. Now with more than just bars, their products contain premium ingredients and are non-GMO, gluten-free, and kosher dairy. Their unique line of kids' products all contain one full serving of fruits and vegetables and are safe for school. To buy their ridiculously delicious snacks, Head on over to thissaveslives.com. Let me tell you how good This Saves Lives bars are. We caught our son eating five of the chocolate cherry bars in one sitting. And we had to be like... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up! Like we didn't say you can eat the entire box in a day. Try
1: hiding something from a ten-year-old. Yeah, luck good luck with that. Good
0: luck with that. Yeah, he was like straight up like a ninja, like sneaking <laughs> them when we weren't looking.
1: No, they're great. They're so they're healthy ingredients uh, with a social impact uh, core that makes a huge difference in feeding kids. Uh, there's, they're amazing, an amazing brand and an amazing quality bar, and they do other things now too.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've got their new line of breakfast products, which we're really excited to try. Um, oatmeal and granola pop, which looks so yummy. So definitely if you buy this saves lives products, it's pretty simple. The mission is literally the name of the company. So buy a bar, feed a child. We all eat together. If that sounds good to you, get some of these yummy products and Let's continue to help them with their mission of ending malnutrition and feeding kids all over the world. True Heart is brought to you by Half United.
1: For over a decade, lifestyle brand Half United has been using fashion to feed people all over the world. To break the cycle of generational poverty, the community provides gainful employment to local artisans and vulnerable communities who create their handmade and sustainable products. For every Half United product purchase, seven meals are given to a child in need. Half United has donated over one million meals to date. Shop their beautiful jewelry, tees, handbags, and home accessories at halfunited.com and help fight global hunger.
0: True Heart is brought to you by Brothers Meatballs. Say ciao to tradition and hello to your new favorite plant-based Italian bistro in Los Angeles, Brothers Meatballs. Brothers Meatballs was founded by brothers and food industry veterans Moro and Sergio Corbia, who hail from the Isle of Sardinia, Italy. When they joined forces with second generation Italian chef Mark Middleman, their self proclaimed brother from another mother, the concept for Brothers Meatballs was born. Moro was the founder and creator of Moro's Cafe inside Fred Siegel, a long standing LA hotspot. Dissatisfied with the amount of plant based dining options, Reminiscent of the home-cooked meals their mother once made, the brothers were determined to create a menu so delicious it would appeal to herbivores and omnivores alike. Inspired by the food mama so lovingly prepared for Sunday suppers, these meatballs are a modern take on a family classic. All menu items are 100% plant-based and made with mama's secret ingredient, love. Angelinos can order lunch and dinner Wednesday through Sunday at brothersmeatballs.com.
1: True Heart is brought to you by Mountain. Mountain Co. is a hyper-sustainable clothing and media startup on a mission to abolish the fast fashion industry. They put the planet over profit, always. Manufactured in Portugal, using 100% organic, fair trade, and recycled materials, every product is designed to give back to the world. When you purchase one of their endangered collection tees, You are helping elephant sanctuaries across Thailand support conservation, sanctuary expansion, and education programs. Learn more at mountain.co. That's M-N-T-N dot C-O.
0: Hey, everybody. We hope you're having a great time on today's episode. Don't forget to head on over wherever podcasts are found or to YouTube if you want the full experience and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So, Jen, let's talk about something really exciting that you're doing that's also really inspiring. Christmas is not canceled, which I love because let's celebrate Christmas every day of the year and bring the magic of the holidays to all these kids in need. So tell us how fans can support
2: your mission. Awesome. Um. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, first of all, I'll just back up and say Christmas is not canceled was started kind of in. 2020, because in 2020, everything was canceled. If y'all didn't notice, <laughs> it was like, yeah, we got the culture, birthdays were canceled, hangouts were canceled, every yeah. holiday was canceled. And I remember in August of last year, I'm um, saying to my business partner, I was like, man, Christmas better not be canceled this year. And then we both had this light bulb moment where we were like, I'm gonna go to GoDaddy and see if that's a website. <laughs> what yeah. are we gonna do about it? And so it started with us. Um, Buying this website and then Christmasesnotcanceled.com, and then being like, okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, it goes back to that like love and taking action um, mentality. Where last year I just felt like, gosh, it was a hard year for everybody. Like, I don't care what, you know, what socioeconomic background you come from, faith background you come from, race background you come from. You know, it was just a tough year, like across the board globally. And I was thinking, so many kids aren't going to have Christmas this year, which is tough, but it's also really tough as a parent. You know, you guys know, like if your child, especially if your child believes in Santa Claus, you know, how do you explain to your four-year-old that he did not get his Tonka truck that he wanted? Like then he's going to think that he's a bad kid. And so I was just like, man, there's going to be all these parents that have been keeping a brave face on for their kids, the best they knew how in 2020, and then Christmas comes and they're not going to have any Christmas. So I was like, we got to change that. So we started this fundraiser, and it was um, we're, we gave one person the ultimate Christmas. Right, so they got like the cash and the tree and the dinner delivered straight to their door, and like everything that was Christmas, they got it. You know, including the Hallmark movie watching package. Like they got it. It was a big sweepstakes. Um, people could support by buying a toy for a child um, in need. We donated it to toys for tots, and then they got entered to win. So that we were like, we thought we were one and done. And we were like, okay, just about killed us January. (laughs) I was like, I'm dead now. (laughs) I've been through 2020 and I ran a charity campaign at the same time, what's happening? We gave 10,380 children uh, quality Christmas toys. Amazing. Um, It was amazing. And then we had some brands that we worked with reached out to us and they were like, so what are you gonna do in Q4 of this year? We wanna plan our entire marketing around you guys. Wow what are you talking about? Like, we're not doing that ever again. We just about died. And then, um, we had some charities contact us, um, and talk to us about like a backpack idea I've had for a while. Um, and they're like, would you, was that something that you want to pursue? And I was like, I don't know, let me think about it. And so then we decided that we would launch a back to school drive so this year we got licensed and bonded we made christmas is not canceled inc an official charity and what we're doing is we are going to send a minimum of 2021 children in foster care back to school with backpacks full of quality school supplies and by supporting that mission you are entered to win five weekly drawings of twenty-five thousand dollars worth of amazing prizes it's five thousand dollars cash three vacation packages, a balsam hill Christmas tree, Eurofriendly friendly TV premium, um, child life vitamins, like you name it, the prize is there. And um, you just get entered to win like every single week by supporting this mission um, on christmasisnotcanceled.com. And I'll say like, you know, you all know, since we've been talking about it a bit on the podcast, and I hope I don't cry, but I probably will because we're talking about children. But you know, these are not just backpacks to these kids. They're not, They're, they might seem like just backpacks and school supplies to you or I, or you know somebody that didn't go through the foster care system or maybe didn't have it that bad growing up. But to these kids, it, it's a message. It's so much more than that. It's a message that you are seen and you're not forgotten. And you're loved, and you're not a statistic. Because um, you know, only fifty percent of children who age out of foster care ever graduate high school, and only three percent of them go on to graduate college, or even go even go to college. I don't even know what the graduation rate for college is, but even three only three percent even attend college, if they've gone through foster care. So. Um, That's pretty staggering, and uh, there's a lot of complications and reasons that go along with that, Um, one being, you know, if you go into, enter into foster care, you may switch schools, and then you... I mean, I know I went to a private school and then I went to a public school and like I never learned my state capitals because my Catholic school did that in fourth grade and the public school did that in third grade. So like I still don't know my 50 state capitals. Well, imagine and I I had parents who educated me and I went on to UVA. I mean, I'm very educated, but I never learned them and I still haven't. Imagine being in foster care and not having, you know, maybe parents who... Um, have the time to educate you and bring you up to speed on things. You're transferring schools, you're a stranger. You have other kids picking on you and bullying you because they don't understand what foster care is. And so you're already feeling like an outsider and you're the kid that doesn't have a family, even though they do have a family, you know, they have their foster parents and they also have their real mom and dad somewhere just they're just going through turmoil. And so they're bullied and then they don't get the school supplies that they need because not every foster home is like my home. Not every foster home is like your home. And a lot of people don't use the stipend money on the children. And that's a shame. And so We wanna give them these backpacks to let them know that there is a whole army of world changers. There's a whole group of people that are rooting for them, that believe in them, that believe that they deserve to start school out like all the other kids with the brand name school supplies. And so that's what we're doing and we're gonna have fun doing it by uh, giving away a ton of prizes at the same time. So that's what Christmas is not canceled is all about. And we're really lucky that with my job, I've gotten a lot of my celebrity friends to help endorse it and support it and spread the word. Um, but we're really just, we, we're now a marketing company for nonprofits. So we don't charge the nonprofits and we do marketing jobs for them. And then we get the prizes donated from amazing brands, um, in exchange for, you know, marketing about their brands. And then we, we do a drive and we, we get it out there. So we are at, 1900 backpacks right now and our goal is to get to 2021 at least amazing
1: Mm -hmm. wow amazing that That is is such a
2: good idea jen and so fun to
0: keep the holiday spirit alive 365 and be able to help kids in foster care get the supplies that they need to succeed in school and as you said more importantly Just know that they're loved and supported and that there's a community that cares about them. So we hope everyone will go to christmasisnotcanceled.com and enter to win some fabulous prizes while supporting these amazing kids in foster care. And so final question, Jen, because you've done so many amazing things in your career, but more importantly, the work that you're doing off screen is just beautiful, impacting so many lives. What do you want your legacy
2: to be? Oh, wow. Um, my dream is to build a neighborhood. Uh, I think I probably told you guys about this years ago. It's been my dream for a long time. It's going to take a lot of money and a lot of time, a lot of people much smarter than I am to execute. But um, I want to build a neighborhood where every home is filled with a uh, parents who are like you all or like me and Jason, who are just full of love for the child and their child's birth family, who are committed to... Um, you know helping that child and and who are willing to adopt the child if he or she becomes eligible for adoption um and i think that the, the reason that's a dream of mine is because you guys know um you know foster care is really hard it's it's isolating and it's a weird experience and you play middle mom and or middle dad and um it's hard to get babysitters. Like you just, you can't just do things like a normal parent. And so how awesome would it be? You could survive foster care and actually stay in the program. If you felt like every single person in your neighborhood had the same heart and mind and goal as you, you could have neighborhood block parties where you could like vent and like have fun. All the kids in the neighborhood wouldn't feel like, Oh, they're the foster kid. Like they don't have to explain when they're playing with their neighbors, you know, like why do you live with the Smiths and why don't you look like them? You know, it's like everybody's on an even playing field and then you have a support system all around you. So I want to build a neighborhood. Um, It's called the Love Well Foundation and I've started it, but it's, you know, I haven't built my neighborhood or anything. That's the life legacy. I hope to leave. And then, you know, and then Christmas is not canceled as silly as it sounds. We're going to do this backpacks to school drive every single Christmas in July. And we're doing toys for tots every October through December. So you know, those are more my goal than I would love to be remembered as like a Betty White type character too, as far as acting goes. But I mean, my main legacy is just like, I want to change the lives of children and and people for generations to come.
0: Well, you're already doing it, Jen. And we're so proud of everything that you've accomplished so far. And the Lovewell Foundation sounds awesome because it's literally brings the adage to life, it takes a village. And so you're creating that village. And when it's ready, count us in, we'll be your neighbors. Yeah, um, the Malins are moving in um, because that's, you
1: might bring down property value, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: but, you know, that's, that's the type of, I feel like idealistic society where, you know, you can count on your neighbors and everyone is there to support one another. And what a beautiful world to raise children in because they are the future. And, preaching to the choir. I know. So thank you for the work that you're doing and that you're going to continue to do for kids in need in our community and around the world. And we can't wait to see you and your beautiful family in person soon to hang out. Um, But so grateful for having you with us today on the show, because I know fans are going to just love to hear everything that you've been up to on screen and then everything that you're doing um, with your humanitarian work—it's really amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. You're you're an incredible person. I mean, it's you're not allowed to say it about yourself, but, but we're, we can. We're allowed to say it. Yeah, and uh, it, it's amazing what you're doing on screen and off. More importantly, off screen is just uh, so inspirational. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you guys. You already know what I'm gonna say. Subscribe. Wherever podcasts are found, we would really appreciate it. And if you want to leave us a five-star rating and a great review, it would mean the world to us. We make the show for you and we hope that you love it as much as we do.
1: Uh, Also, we just want to say a special thanks to Jen, uh, a truly awesome, humid, uh, totally talented, but spending her time to you know, give back is really a special thing and it's something to be emulated. It's inspiring. And, you know, just thank you for being an incredible person. Uh, It's hopefully inspiring everybody else to try and look around and, you know, how can you give back even in a small way? We all do it. It makes a big difference. Uh, Something easy that you can do, speaking of which, is Good
0: segue, baby. Thanks.
1: I'm getting better at those, right? Uh, Going to trueheart.com which is our search engine. Uh, It's a really, really powerful, great search engine that gives amazing results, just like you're used to on any other search engine. It's free and easy, uh, and it allows you to power donations to six incredible nonprofits that are out there changing the world. So, I mean, it's really that simple. You just start searching with us and you're helping power donations in a really beautiful way. So thanks for joining us. We will be back soon with another amazing show uh amy you're awesome as always
0: thank you you're awesome too and i just want everyone to know the search engine really does work because when i typed in scott mallon today the result was the love of my life so wow
1: wow that was a two shot i know nicely done i
0: know i'll be milking that for the next week just so you guys know concerning
1: that you're searching me uh, you like trying to dig and find information. I know. I don't get You'll enou- find it at True Heart.
0: I don't get enough of you since we spend twenty-four seven together. Now wow. I'm like searching you online. My as well. power
1: over you is now complete.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, seriously. But seriously,
1: keep it locked here.
0: <laughs> Please do. We're having a great time. Um and hopefully you are too. Yeah.
1: That was a question, but I'm going to say it as a statement. You are having a great time. You will continue having a great time. You are having a
0: good time. You will always have a good time. Oh my
1: God. All right. We're going to let you go. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon.
0: See you soon, guys.